Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the 2018 Florida Elections Podcast. My name is Benjamin Kassav, and I'm coming to you from Orlando, Florida. Today, we will go over some updates on the gubernatorial primaries and take a look at a very strange situation developing in the Democratic primary race for Attorney General. We will also go over the Democratic primary race for the Commissioner of Agriculture. But first, a quick reminder that the primary elections are just one week away on Tuesday, August 28th. I strongly encourage everyone to get out and vote. Remember to check your voter information cards and be sure you're familiar with the location of your voting precincts. Also, it is always important to bring your voter information cards and a photo ID along with you to make sure you don't run into any issues on primary and election day. Okay, let's get into some updates from the gubernatorial primaries. It's amazing how much can change in just a few weeks. The gubernatorial primaries are rapidly evolving and shifting in all directions. On the Democratic side, once frontrunner Philip Levine is now trailing Gwen Graham in some recent polls. This recent shift is thought to be caused by the last second entrance of billionaire Jeff Green into the race. Green has matched Levine's large spending and gained enough recognition to jump all the way up into third place in some polls. Along with Green in third place has been Andrew Gillum followed up by Chris King. In a recent debate on August 2nd, all five candidates were mostly in agreement on a lot of core issues, but frontrunner Gwen Graham took some shots as Chris King highlighted the recent development of the American Dream Mall project that's being planned by the Graham companies. This mega mall project was just approved by Miami-Dade County officials and would be located close to the Everglades area in South Florida. King blasted Graham's family involvement in the project, claiming it would create a mecca of low-wage jobs and would be harmful to the sensitive environment that surrounds it. Gwen Graham was not the only one to field some tough questions. Philip Levine also criticized Jeff Green's political past and highlighted his previous support for President Trump. He pointed out how Green endorsed Trump's presidential win even after all the horrible things that Trump did during the campaign. Green fired back by questioning Levine's previous support for Republican Senator Marco Rubio. The Intercept is also now reporting that Jeff Green appears to own at least $26.8 million in Puerto Rico's debt, which could potentially create a conflict of interest for a governor of Florida. In contrast to the field of the debate, Andrew Gillum did not go on the offensive against other candidates and reiterated his stances on health care and how he is the only non-millionaire or billionaire in the race. Gillum has recently been endorsed by Senator Bernie Sanders and George Soros. Senator Sanders has been touring and campaigning in Florida this past week on Gillum's behalf. And on the Republican side of the race, there has been just as much change in activity. Ron DeSantis now leads Adam Putnam in numerous polls. DeSantis is shown to be ahead in three different polls with 41%, 35%, and 50% of the votes. Putnam came in second with 23%, 29%, and 30% of the votes. This is a huge change from earlier this summer and is most likely attributed to DeSantis' endorsement from President Trump and frequent appearances on Fox News. President Trump and Donald Trump Jr. have also both recently made appearances in Florida to help promote DeSantis. All right, that brings us up to speed on the gubernatorial primaries. Let's now take a look at what's happening in the Democratic primary race for Attorney General. A very strange situation has developed in the Democratic primary race for Attorney General. A feud between the two candidates, Sean Shaw and Ryan Torrens, has entered the courtroom as a result of opposing lawsuits filed by each candidate. It started when Shaw filed a lawsuit against Torrens, claiming that Torrens had violated campaign finance law by accepting a contribution from his wife that exceeded her contribution limit. 
Torrens then responded by claiming that the payment was legitimate and then filed his own lawsuit against Shaw for libel. Torrens claims that Shaw is falsely challenging his professional integrity with the campaign finance allegations. Then, the story gets even stranger when last Friday, Torrens filed an emergency motion for protective order on the bank records for his wife. Torrens claims that his wife's banking information must be kept secret due to the security requirements of her employer. The documents filed do not list his wife's occupation, but records indicate that as of 2016, she worked for the Department of Homeland Security. And now, as of Tuesday, August 21st, Torrens is calling for a truce in the race and proposes that both candidates drop both lawsuits. This situation will definitely need to be monitored over the next week. Some quick background information on the candidates. Sean Shaw is the frontrunner in the race and currently is a state representative from District 61. He is also an attorney at the Merlin Law Group for policyholders. Ryan Torrens is a consumer protection attorney with a history of fighting bank foreclosures. Shaw has received many official endorsements and has far outraised Torrens with donations. Shaw's campaign also claims to have polling data that indicates he will be any Republican challenger in the general election. Okay, can't wait to see how this one turns out. Now let's get to the Democratic primary for the Commissioner of Agriculture. There is a three-way race heating up in the Democratic Party for the soon-to-be vacant position of Commissioner of Agriculture. The current commissioner, Adam Putnam, has reached his term limit and is running for governor in the Republican primary. The Democratic candidates running are Nikki Freed, Roy David Walker, and Jeffrey Dwayne Porter. Nikki Freed is a graduate from the University of Florida where she served as student body president. She has a master's degree in law and has worked as an attorney since graduating from school. A central theme to her campaign has been her advocacy for greater access to medical marijuana. She wants to create a hemp industry in Florida to help the struggling agricultural businesses. Freed has just recently announced that her campaign's bank account has been terminated by Wells Fargo Bank. The bank is reported to be uncomfortable doing business with a candidate who interacts with medical marijuana lobbyists since marijuana is still illegal under federal law. Medical marijuana has been legal in Florida since 2016, but some banks are still reluctant to do business with anyone involved in the industry. Next for the Democrats is Roy David Walker. Walker is a scientist with a degree in environmental science and a master's degree in environmental policy and management. He has done research with the United States Geological Survey, National Park Service, and the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission. He is the current president of the South Florida Audubon Society. Walker's central theme to his campaign is his science background and experience with Florida's environment and agricultural businesses. He wants to make protecting the environment from climate change a top priority. He is a strong advocate on cleaning up Florida's issues with water and proposes using scientific research to help improve the struggling citrus industry. He believes in a ban on assault weapons and expanding renewable energies. And finally, there's Jeffrey Dwayne Porter. Porter is the current serving mayor of Homestead and has an extensive background in the agricultural business working with farm laborers and growers. His campaign's central focus is correcting trade practices that have harmed Florida's farmers. He aims to fix the bad trade deals and save South Florida's dying agricultural industry. Porter is also the only Democratic candidate that does not support transferring the duties of regulating firearms to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. Okay, that should get us up to speed on all the Democratic candidates and bring us to the end of this episode. You can tweet to at 2018Florida to talk about the show on Twitter. Don't forget to get out and vote on Tuesday, and I hope to have the next episode of the podcast out after the results next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you all again soon. 